What's good, you guys? It's your boy Skinny Tulity back with another podcast. First off, before I go into this whole podcast, I would like to say congrats to Bud, Terrence Bud Crawford on his victory on a stoppage, which, you know, we all if we all know that, you know, Kenny Porter, which is Sean Porter's dad, had, you know, waved the towel and all that. And and I I understand if you if you if you're analyzing the fight, you know, look Bud had to been down in the earlier the fight, but you know what I'm saying? Look, congrats to Bud. I want Earl Spence Jr. versus Bud Crawford ASAP no Rocky. Now, to get off that topic now, I would like to cause like I said before, I don't just touch on boxing, I don't just touch on MMA. I also touch on pro wrestling. I don't just touch on social media news. I touch on pro wrestling. I'm a diehard pro wrestler. I've been watching wrestling and being into into wrestling ever since I was a little bitty kid. Ever since like I was like six. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to definitely speak on the first thing I, I've been watching since I was a kid. I'm going to just always do that. Now... When it comes to the pro wrestling topic, I do predictions. I do my opinions on what I think should happen. I do, uh, I do. I, I'm gonna be doing all kinds of companies. I'm gonna do your ECWs, the New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm gonna do your AEWs. Here, I'm gonna try to do the TNA Impacts because it's still part of wrestling. Although I used to watch it as a kid, but I don't watch it no more. I'm gonna still try to do TNA Impact because it's still a pro wrestling company. Hold on right quick, y'all. Sorry about that, y'all. She gets random phone calls throughout the day. I'm back. But like I said, I'm here to touch on everything to do with wrestling. Not just boxing. Not just social media news. Not just MMA. But pro wrestling. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a more likely probably do pro wrestling more than boxing and all that. Because I'm more familiar with pro wrestling than I am with boxing. But, you know, I still got a good bit of knowledge, I must say, on boxing. I mean, knowledge... I'll say I, I'm a realist when it comes to boxing. I'm a realist. And I'm a realist when it comes to pro wrestling. But enough about all that little jibber-jabber. Okay, so last night on the on Monday Night Raw on the 22nd day of November, we had Monday Night Raw. Now, with that being said, Finn Balor and Seth Rollins was, was scheduled to face each other. And and the match never happened because it was just kind of like a, you know, an outside brawl. You know, Seth Rollins attacked them, hit them with some steel steps, got them back in the ring, cursed something. So the match never happened. The bell never rung. All right. that That's not what's being talked about. Because that's, that's not the most important factor in this whole situation. So what had happened was when Seth Rollins got out the ring to walk back, on the ramp back to the stage and, you know, go by his business, he gets tackled by a fan. And I don't want to sit right here and say, oh, he gets tackled by a fan. He got tackled by the, ha- I'm going I'm to call it a hater. Because if you, if you, I mean, here, okay, here's the thing. Some fans may rush and hug their favorite wrestler or their favorite star. But this guy flat out tackled him like they was in the NFL or something. He just straight tackled Seth Rollins. Now, I already know the questions are going to raise. Oh, it's WWE. It's probably a storyline. It's WWE. They're probably doing something with him. No, it is not. It looks like WWE has came out with a thing basically saying that he has been he's been captured by the NYPD. And he will be prosecuted. I seen a video where a guy with a jacket on and on the back of his jacket says NYPD was speaking to him. So no, I do not believe this is a storyline. I believe this is a thousand percent 
legitimate. And I'm gonna say right here, and I'm gonna speak on uh the the guy who tackled Seth Rollins. I'm gonna speak on Seth Rollins, how he handled. I really liked how Seth Rollins handled it. I I liked it. I really do. And you know, I'm gonna speak on how I feel about all this jumping over the barricades and and just and just going up to any and I don't. Okay, first of all, let's get to the guy that tackled Seth Rollins. Okay, look, you got to understand when you are paying money to a a a boxing event, a sporting event, maybe basketball, football, MMA, baseball, hockey, uh, pro wrestling. WWE, AEW, TNA. You gotta look. There's gonna always be a team or a person on the event that you do not like, and that's fine. You are entitled to dislike and like who you want in the world completely, not just in sports, but in the world completely. But you got to understand you paid money to come see him. You pay money, you're putting money in his pocket. And then you got to understand, this is a huge risk. These people go out here, travel all around the world, and barely get to see their family just to entertain you and, and the rest of us. Why do you feel this okay to go tackle him? Now, now, as I just said, you don't have to like Seth Rollins. But you got to respect that man. That man is making... He has been in this business for a very long time. This man has came up through NXT. Won an NXT champion. Won a Universal champion. The United States champion. Like, tag team champions. This man has came up and and literally... And literally is setting his legacy up. He's probably one of the most best heels right now in pro wrestling. Aside from NJF. Because... I already know. If, if I don't acknowledge MJF, I'm going to probably have a whole lot of people on my head. <laughs> MJF is one of the best heels, but you got to also put Seth Rollins in that category. He knows how to be a great heel. But the thing about it is, you may not like what they say. You may not like what they do. But to run up and attack him, you know, spear him down, I don't. you can't do that. What 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 did he do and say that you got so heavily offended about? Did he beat up your favorite fight your favorite uh pro wrestler? Did he beat up your favorite your favorite star? Hey, I like Finn Balor too, but like come on man, this is what they supposed to do. They're here to entertain you. Finn Balor was there to entertain you. Seth Rollins was there to entertain you. So what are you doing running the barricade and, and tackling him for? What do you do? The man just doing his job. This is how he feed himself and his family. The man just had a kid not that long ago. With his with, with his lady, you know, Becky Lynch. Shout out to Becky Lynch. He just had a... Like, this is what this man do for a living. So what what is the problem with that? He 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 was drafted to Monday Night Raw. You look if you're going to a Monday Night Raw event, you gotta expect to see the Street Profits. You gotta be expected to see Finn Balor. You gotta be expected to see Seth Rollins because they was from SmackDown and they got drafted to Raw. So if you're going to a Raw event, nine times out of ten you're going to see Seth Rollins because he is a main card star on that on that brand. He's he is one of the main card stars on Raw. Come on, man. It's not rocket science. I, uh, unless you've seen the draft. I don't know if you've seen the draft, but if you've seen the draft, you would know he is one of the main card stars. He's going to be on Raw. If you don't like seeing Seth Rollins on Raw, I heavily recommend if there's a Seth Rollins match or segment, turn your TV to a different station until you feel that he is off. If you really hate Seth Rollins. Or better yet, don't watch Raw at all. Because nine times out of ten, he's going to be there every Monday. If you don't like Seth Rollins, you might as well just not watch Raw at this point. But to run up and tackle that man, that's childish. And guess what? Now you're banned from any future pro wrestling events. Doing with WWE. You may be able to go to AEW. 
You may be able to go to all these uh indie indie sites. You may be able to go to TNA Impact. You may be able to go to New Japan Pro Wrestling, but you will never ever be able to go to another WWE endorsement event because you can't handle your feelings. This is a business, fam. Come on. Now, if you have anybody that's on NXT and you really want to see them on Raw and they do go to Raw, drafted to Raw, or get moved up to the main cards on the brand of Raw, you got to watch it from TV. You can't even see it in person. I'm glad WWE handled it that way. I'm glad they did. And I know WWE been tweaking lately with these, these releases. At some point, I'm going to make a podcast, a podcast about that. WWE has been going crazy wild with releasing stars. And it's stars that they could have really used. A lot of misused talent has been released by the WWE, but that's not the topic right now. There's a time and place for everything. And right now, it's not the time to talk about WWE releases. I will talk about that at some point, but today is not the time. We got to talk about you, sir. You tackling Seth Rollins. Childish. Immature. Why? Now you, you, you're finna be prosecuted. Not only are you finna be prosecuted, you are not even able to go to a WWE held event again in your life. Not for a year. Not for a day. Not for two years anything. For the rest of your life. All because of what? Because of the hatred you have for another star? Was it worth it? (laughs) I don't think it was. Now, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins had put him in the headlock. And Seth Rollins had, uh, he he maneuvered his way out of it. Because he was, you know, the ref came, some, um, Backstage backstage officials had came and it kind of like had separated the two apart. And some people are sitting right here and making the notion that. Hold on right quick. Y'all, I'm back. I'm my apologies for that long interruption. Um, but nah, though, a lot of people, well, not a lot, but a good bit of people were saying it was better off in the Thunderdome. Okay, now I agree to an extent, I also disagree to another extent because when the Thunderdome was here, uh, you had people showing up. And like KKK masks, you had people 
putting up pictures of Chris Bin Laden, you know, putting on uh, AEW references. It was, it was like the Thunderdome. The Thunderdome was just a virtual, a virtual uh setup where fans get to watch, and and I guess I ain't never tried the Thunderdome, but I guess it was just kind of like they felt like they was actually there due to the experience. But it's not like the Thunderdome 100% was like, okay. As far as protecting the the, the stars, it was really good because the stars, they had to worry about somebody coming out of the uh, the railings and coming over the barricades just to tackle them and run them over. They didn't have to worry about none of that. But as far as the uh, Thunderdome and uh, having people watch it, it, they was putting all types of stuff on the screen. I think somebody found a way to pull Kenny Omega up one time <laughs> on the screen. So it was just kind of like the Thunderdome. I guess you could say it was it was safe for the wrestlers, but it didn't save them from any controversy is what I'm saying. Now, I say this because, look, let, let's be real. This is not Seth Rollins' only time. Where he has been met with a a fan or somebody trying to approach him or run up on him, Seth Rollins was walking down the aisle. Um, well, not down the aisle. Was walking down the down the ramp with the titles one time, and a guy just jumped on stage and just started walking with him. Another time is when he was in the ring making a promo, and a guy just ran in the ring, and Seth Rollins pushed him. And then the guy was tackled down quickly. So, like, this is not Seth Rollins' first encounter with somebody trying to run up on him. Like, he, at this point, I could say the man, he's just used to it. Because the man is just, he's just been met with that type of energy. And the man just doing his job. You can't even get mad at dude for just doing his job and stuff like that. But, like I said, uh, people just don't know how to act in the moment. They let their feelings get the best of them, and uh, they just they just go overboard. But as I wait right quick, I'll let y'all gather your thoughts and y'all questions, and I'll be back right here in a little bit. I'm back, y'all. Uh, nah, no, like I said, man, it, as a grown man, because this guy is surely a grown man. As a grown man, you got to sit right here and, and, aside, and put aside your feelings and emotions and just enjoy the show. I mean, it ain't really much to sit right here and put to it. I mean, clearly the guy, I'm assuming the guy had something. Against Seth Rollins for him to have the confidence enough to just jump over the barricade and tackle him. So he had to have something against Seth Rollins because you don't have that much confidence to go run up on somebody that's, you know, that could possibly break you in half. Like, and I understand what y'all want to say about pro wrestling. It's scripted, it's this, it's that, and stuff like that. But you got to understand that at the end of the day, those are still real men. These men still hit the gym. These men still, these men, these men can still pack a punch. Don't, don't let, don't let the, uh, don't let all these 
moves you see in the ring fool you. These guys could still break your jaw. These guys could still put you in the hospital. Don't get it twisted. And some of them that be doing it, that's, and some of them that be in these companies, they are MMA fighters. You know, um, MVP, I believe he does jiu-jitsu. Um, Bobby Lashley, he has been in the MMA before. Batista, even though he don't wrestle no more, he's did MMA before. Like, don't, don't, don't let what you see in that ring fool you. These guys can still hurt you. Bad. Now, you don't see nobody running up to no MMA fighters or no pro boxers and trying that energy. That's what I'm saying. Like, y'all need to have respect for pro wrestlers. They are still athletes. It is still a sport. They're putting their bodies on the line. Well, they do this and it. People still get injured. Uh, oh, f- uh, oh, fun fact, in case you don't know, people has died in the ring before. In case you don't know, give these guys their respect, man. So what if they're not throwing real kicks or punch- punches at each other? Man, respect it, bro. Respect it. Because there's not a lot of people in the world right now that will be in the ring with a bunch of other strong, tall Heavy built athletes and get on top of a ladder and try to grab a belt or a briefcase to put yourself in position to become champion. Not a lot of people are willing to take a chair shot. Not a lot of people are willing to go through a table. Not a lot of people are willing to sit right here and go through the process of taking a bump. You gotta give these guys their respect, whether you like them or not, give them their respect. This, look, y'all need to stop looking. Oh, it's a trampoline. It is no trampoline. This is coming from somebody that has studied this this industry of pro wrestling ever since I was a kid. It's no trampoline. I promise you. Go, go, go ask your, go ask the, go, go to that little school right there that has a pro wrestling school. And, and go, and go ask the, go ask the owner of that place. Is the is the pro wrestling ring like a trampoline? He'll tell you. No, it's not. Better yet, get in the ring and take a bump. T- tell me how do your back and your head feels. You gotta understand. Every pro wrestling is it's it's about placement. You gotta be able to have your body positioned right. You gotta be able to have your head positioned right, your shoulders. Because if you don't, you can hurt yourself really bad. So when you think when you actually go down deep and you study this industry, it's more hard than you think it is. It ain't just throwing windmill punches and grabbing and and just, you know, tackling each other. It's way much more deeper than that. And I think a lot of people in this world, when I say a lot, I mean a lot of people in this world do not understand that. It ain't just no walk in the park. You got to know what you're doing when you get in that ring. Because if you don't, you can pull something. You can break something. And if you don't believe people get injured in pro wrestling, I can pull up so many freaking scenarios. So many. Just so many of them, man. Give these guys their respect. If you don't like him being on this bread and you know he's a main card star, don't watch it. Don't watch Raw on Mondays. Do not watch SmackDown on Fridays. If you don't like Sheamus, Sheamus is going to be on Friday Night Smackdown. Don't watch Friday Night Smackdown. That's all I'm saying. But I'm not going to hold y'all up with this podcast much longer. I got stuff to do. I'm getting hella phone calls after phone calls after phone calls. So I just want to come on here and touch on pro wrestling. You know, touch on what happened last night. And I will continue to touch on pro wrestling. And please don't get mad. And don't get mad if I'm touching on pro wrestling more than I am with boxing, social media, and MMA, because pro wrestling, that that's just my number one. When it comes to sports and sports and, you know, just overall, like, at athletic stuff, <coughs> excuse me, y'all, pro wrestling is number one for me. I've never studied a sport as much as I did with pro wrestling. Pro wrestling will always be my number one. I put boxing number two, I put MMA number three, I put NBA number four, and I put NFL number five. I don't, I don't, I don't, 
I don't I don't really study the other ones like I do pro wrestling. This that's just my number one go to right there because I know so much about it, the ins and outs. But if you like this podcast, make sure you tune in. Make sure you continue to to follow the podcast. Make sure you share it to your mama, your dad, your sister, your brother, your teacher, and maybe even your nearest crackhead, if he has a phone. Till then, it's been your boy Skinny Tulitty, and I hope y'all have another one. Not another, I hope y'all have a good one. And if I don't see y'all by Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. But until then, it's been your boy Skinny Tulitty, and we out of here. What's up, you guys? It's your boy Skinny Tulitty. Back with another one, and today we're talking about pro wrestling again. And today we're talking about the mass transit incident that took place on an ECW house show on November 23rd, 1996. Um, I've always told myself if I made a podcast and when I do speak on wrestling and uh, the, the industry and the ins and outs and all the stories I didn't heard and seen, the ins and outs to it. I'm going to definitely cover the mass transit incident. And I because I feel that this incident is just so important. Because for one, it just shows that you just can't rush into anything without being cautious and having a thinking, working mind to to like guide you through it. Because if it's so easy for people to try to jump in and stuff. And you're, you're not going to understand what I'm saying right now. But I'm going to go ahead and read. Uh, this, I'm going to read the whole story and I'm going to give y'all my thoughts, my opinions, and yeah, we're going to make a bang with it. All right. The mass transit incident was a professional wrestling event that took place during the Extreme Championship Wrestling ECW House Show on November 23rd, 1996, which I just said, at the Wonderland Ballroom in Revere, Massachusetts. 17-year-old. Listen, 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 y'all. 17-year-old. Eric Kulas, an aspiring professional wrestler who used the ring name Mass Transit, was seriously injured in a tag team match against the Gangsters. With the most severe injury occurred when Kulas was bladed too deeply by Jerome Young, New Jack, Jerome Young, yeah, New Jack, R.I.P. New Jack, severing two of his arteries. Further controversy arose when it came to light that Kulas had lied to ECW owner and Booker. Paul Heyman about his age of professional wrestling and training. The incident led to the arguable ECW pay-per-view barely legal being temporarily canceled and legal actions from Kula's family members against Young. Due to Kula's deception, however, barely legal was reinstated and a legal action ended in Young's favor. Okay. Alright. Now let's go into the, uh, let's go into the to the deep parts that some people may not know about. Okay, Axel Rotten had been scheduled to work a tag team match with Devon Dugley against the Gangsters, which is New Jack and Mustafa Saeed. Like I said, R.I.P. New Jack. But could not make the show due to a family emergency. Now, Axel Rotten, not that long ago, R.I.P. to Axel Rotten, came out and said that it was due to a plane ticket not being bought. He didn't have a plane ticket. He said that on the interview. The man said he did not have a plane ticket. And I'm glad Axel Rotten cleared all that up because nobody at the time really, really knew why he wasn't there. A lot of people said it was traffic, family issues. The man said it was due to a plane ticket. Okay. The show... Okay. But could not... Okay. The show was able... Was also scheduled to feature Dwarf Wrestlers... Tiny the Terrible, and Half Nelson against 17-year-old Eric Kulas, who performed as Magic, as Mass Transit, or Ralph Cramden, Esquit bus driver. However, Kulas convinced ECW owner and booker Paul Heyman to have fill-in for Rotten by claiming he was 21 and had wrestled for Killer Kowalski, a retired star wrestler who ran a notable wrestling school in the Boston area. Heyman stated afterward that he was unaware of Kulas' real age. Now, Eric Kulas, a.k.a. Mass Transit, was greeted with a midget they just named, Tiny the Terrible, and his father. Both the father and Tiny the Terrible basically agreed to the lies of Eric Kulas just so he could get in the ring. Now, the thing about it is, though, 
because he was so heavy, because he was so big, and I'm not trying to shame the dude because he is dead. I'm not trying to shame him for his weight or nothing, but the guy was heavy size. So because of his heavy size, I guess, you know, Paul Heyman was just decided to took him for his account. Um, but his dad and the midget named Tiny the Terrible did come there with him, and they basically did agree to the lies and claims that he worked for Killer Kowalski and that it was uh, 21 years old. So Tiny the Terrible and his father does play a huge role in this too. Not only just Eric Kulas, but his father and the midget wrestler Tiny the Terrible also plays a huge factor in this. All right, before the match, Kulas asked New Jack to blade him since he had never done it himself. Now, if any of y'all don't know New Jack, New Jack is like the the legend of blading people and basically making people bleed in a ring. New Jack is one of the original ECW stars. I have so much. I y'all can say what y'all want about New Jack, but New Jack has he has set the stone for a uh, hardcore wrestling. And I respect that man. I'm a fan of him. I like New Jack. R.I.P. New Jack. That man has did his thing within the wrestling business. And y'all can't hate on it. I mean, y'all just can't. Now, during the match, Dudley and New Jack brought outside the ring. While Saeed and Transit fought inside of the ring. The match was booked as a squash. And Dudley was quickly isolated outside of the ring. As they told Dudley not to get back into the ring, the gangsters then double-teamed Kulas inside the ring, with New Jack pummeling him with crutches, toasters, and various other objects in the hardcore style ECW was known for. At the end of the match, New Jack bladed Kulas with a surgical scalpel, as the two had agreed, but cut too deeply and severed two arteries in Kulas' forehead. Kulas screamed in pain, then passed out as blood poured from his head. The event was a house show and does not televised. However, camcorder footage was available, which was eventually used as evidence in legal proceedings. The video showed New Jack quietly asking Kulas after the blading, You alright? Next, the gangsters proceed to work Kulas over even more with elbow drops and various objects, prompting Kulas' father to scream, Ring the beeping bell, he's 17. As medics rushed into the ring to aid Kulas, New Jack grabbed the house microphone in an attempt to garner heat. He shouted, I don't care if the MF dies. He's white. I don't like white people. I don't like people from Boston. I'm the wrong to, to beep with. Now, I don't know if it's 100% if he said he's white. I don't like white people. I don't, I'm not going to sit right here and say that he said that. I don't know 100% that he said that, but I do know for sure that he did say he don't care if the M so-and-so dies, okay? Now, according to New Jack in an interview with RF Video, he told Kulas, this is not a good idea prior to the match. <clears throat> now, the repercussions. Like I, like I mentioned before earlier in the podcast, the incident led to the cancellation of ECW's first ever pay-per-view event, named Barely Legal by pay-per-view provider Request TV on Christmas Eve. 1996, Heyman, by his own admission in the rise and fall of ECW, begged and pleaded with the request and finally convinced the company that they had been misled. The pay-per-view event was back on the schedule on Sunday, April 13, 1997 at 9 o'clock p.m. Kulaz and his family later did an interview with the Inside Edition that featured footage from the incident, including New Jack cutting him and berating him after the match. The segment depicted Kulaz as an innocent, unprepared victim while vilifying ECW, even going as far as showing that Heyman had not asked for any state identification. The story was completed before Kulaz had launched their lawsuit. So the key details of how Kulaz actually got himself into the match had not been made public at this point. Legal action. Three years after the incident, Jerome Young, a.k.a. New Jack, was, was tried on charges of assault and battery with a dangerous weapon and was later sued by the Kulaz family. After hearing about Eric Kulaz's request to New Jack to blade him, 
a jury acquitted Young of all charges in a criminal trial, and he was later declared not liable in the civil trial. Performers who testified at Young's trial st stated that Kulas was extremely arrogant and demanding backstage prior to the match. And when told that he would have been to bleed as part of the match, Kulas had asked Young to blame him since he had never done it. It was also testified that Kulas' father shouted, he's only 17 and take it easy on him. He's just a kid. When they isolated his son from Devon Dudley during the match and double teamed him. Mm, 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 mm. Shame, right? Now, the book, The Rise and Fall of ECW, also states that as the medic crew carried out carried Kulas out, he was escorted by Tommy Dreamer, who held his hand to comfort him, passing by the audience. Kulas began giving them the middle finger in an attempt to continue playing the bad guy role, aka to continue to be the heel. Authorities later determined that Kulas had lied to Hammond about his age and experience. Kulas claimed to be 21 years of age, but he was actually 17 years old. He also claimed to have been trained by Killer Kowalski and his father vouched for him. But Kulas has never ever in his entire life trained to wrestle. In the rise and fall of ECW, Paul Heyman states that Kulas DeBeas credentials as a student of Killer Kowalski's were endorsed. By a little person wrestler named Tiny the Terrible. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Crazy. Eric Kulas died on May 12, 2002 at the age of 22 due to complications from gastric bypass surgery. The incident was featured in a 2020 episode of Dark Side of the Ring centered on New Jack. Kulas' family declined to participate in the episode up to his death in May 2021. New Jack did not express remorse for the incident. His final tweet the, his final tweet on his Twitter account reiterated that Kulas requested the blading. Okay. Alright. So. Let me go ahead and cook right quick. Let me go ahead and cook right quick. Now, for all the people out there that, that don't watch pro wrestling... That's not familiar with pro wrestling and don't understand pro wrestling. Blading is where you take a sharp, small object, which may be a little pick or razor, and you cut yourself to, to bleed. You know what I'm saying? To get, when, they, when, when wrestlers use the term, oh, the, the, let's get some coloring. That's a reference to getting blood, bleeding. You know what I'm saying? To make to make to make the match look more epic. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, uh, well, a lot of times now, wrestlers they have razors in their trunks. They have them in their uh, they have them. So, I don't. Somebody somebody one time said in their mouth, which that's crazy to me. But a lot of times they have them hidden in their tights, or the referee will sometimes kind of like hand it off, and they just kind of like deal. There's, they'll do it when you when you don't see them. Like say for example, somebody get hit in the head with a chair, they'll take it out and they'll cover the head up. And when you at least see them, or you don't expect anything of them doing anything, they take that small little razor or that little piece and they do a little line across the forehead. They don't do it up and down. They do it across, kind of like you going like west, like east to west to west to east. That's how they cut it. They don't do it north to south. They do it like west to east, east to west. You know. Now, how do I feel about the situation? This situation is wrong on so many levels. And how I feel about it is this. You cannot. And when I say you cannot, you cannot sit right here and do the things such as lie about your age or your experience just to get into something. Now, a lot of people... Have, now, look. If I'm Paul Heyman at the time, I want proof. I want proof of you being 21. And even with that, people can make up IDs and lie about their age. Fake IDs. You know that. But I also want... I also want a sheet or I want approval. I want proof that you have worked under Killer Kowalski. 
I'm not just going to take your word. Especially hearing that you're a fan and one of my stars couldn't show up due to uh due to an issue. And I know you're a fan and you you excited in the moment. You're just eager to get in the ring. Because of you being eager and you being so happy, you're not going to care about the lack of experience that you have. You're not going to care about the lack of aging that you have, the time that you have spent. The fact that you are a minor and you're not supposed to be in that doggone ring. You're not going to think about that. You just want the moment and the shine because you love pro wrestling. It's cool if you love pro wrestling. There's nothing wrong with loving pro wrestling. It's not wrong with you liking NBA, liking NFL, MMA, boxing, pro wrestling, baseball, soccer, hockey. It's nothing wrong with liking them sports. But in order for you to get in there, it's levels to it. Same thing when it comes to boxing and MMA. You can't just sit right here and and fight a few people on the street and think you're going to go in there against this world champion and you're going to beat them up. It's levels to it. And for Eric Kulas, Eric did not know that. Eric Kulas, the man dead, I'm not going to sit right here and disrespect him, but he in the wrong. His father is in the wrong too. The midget is also in the wrong. Why would you sit right here and agree to this? And then he's getting in the ring with one of the most dangerous professional wrestlers of all time in history. Aside from Abdullah the Butcher. He's getting in there with with New Jack. Now, any of you pro pro if any of you diehard pro wrestling fans know who New Jack is, I don't have to sit right here and explain. If you watch professional wrestling, if you know about the name of New Jack, you know that if you're going to go watch a New Jack match, it will be blood. If you're a pro wrestling fan and you like to see blood, you like to see all the, you know, you want you like to see all that hardcore stuff, I highly suggest you watch New Jack. He will not let you down. That is one of the... He's got to be number one of all time, the most hardcore professional wrestlers of all time. He's He has that number one spot. Nobody in the history of professional wrestling can top New Jack in that category. If you like blood and you like professional wrestling, search up New Jack ECW. You'll see what I mean. Now, he ain't just stepping in there with somebody that's just, that, that's been in there for like, a week or maybe a month, they'll go easy on them. They ain't gonna be too hard. You stepped in there with a veteran. He's a veteran. He been in that he been in that business for so long. He is he has wrestled all around many different companies. He's even wrestled in TNA. Some people don't know that, but he's also wrestled in TNA. And I think Smoky Mountain Wrestling, if I'm not mistaken, Smoky Mountains. But you get my point. That's like me sitting right here and putting a. That's like me being a, a a promoter of a of a of a boxing company or an MMA company, and I put this seventeen year old kid in the octagon with Kamara Usman, or I put him in the ring. Uh, I put him in the ring with somebody like what boxer I'm gonna use, or I put him in the ring with like. Hell, I, I just use Canelo Alvarez. Freaking. The dude gonna get demolished. If he, Especially if he ain't never boxed before. If he ain't never did anything around wrestling, grappling, or MMA. If you put a 17-year-old up in there against a guy like Kamaru Usman in the octagon. Or in the ring with a guy like Canelo Alvarez. That 17-year-old is gonna get seriously hurt. And that's what happened to Eric Kulas. He thought it was sweet. Like candy and sugar, where he just go in there and pit pat, and he got hurt. You can't do that. Now I heard he was being arrogant backstage. He was telling these wrestlers what he was gonna do, and he wanted things like this and that. Number one rule: if you are new, if you are new, if you are a newbie in that locker room. You are not going to tell anybody in that locker room what you want to do. It ain't about what you want to do. It's about what they're going to do. You li- you listen. You shut up and listen. If you got questions, you ask questions. You don't sit right there and tell these veterans what spots you want to do and what moves you want to get in on them. 
You the newbie. You don't have that right. You don't have that position. You don't have that level of success to tell Taz, New Jack, Devon Dudley, Mustafa Saeed what you want to do. You're the newbie. You're not even really supposed to be in that ring. Axel Rotten was supposed to be in that ring that night. You wasn't there. You was nowhere to be. You wasn't. You wasn't even thought of to be in that ring. And then you asked him to blade you. You asked New Jack to blade you. You asked the King of Blading to blade you. What did you think was gonna happen? And like I said, I mean, and, and I'm blaming the father too. I'm blaming the father too. I'm blaming the midget and I'm blaming the father because y'all allowed that. Y'all accepted that. What role? What? What? What is that? It just shows the bad example you are leading for your son. You're basically making it okay for your son to sit right here and lie about his age and lie about his experience to to get involved with something because he really wants to be in that position. Not because he worked for it or he's old enough. Not because he has put himself in that position and had that opportunity, but just because he really wanted. Well, let's lie about your age. Let, let's say you worked under this high professionals uh, school or whatever. And I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't their first time doing that. It's just this time, it didn't end well. People need to understand, it's levels to everything you do. Especially in sports, it's levels to this. You're not going to see no street baller get on, get on, uh, get on the NBA court and school LeBron James. It's levels to this. Like, I mean, come on. Who, like, for one, even, even being at that age of 17, even I knew better not to do something like that. I don't care if you were stepping in there with a guy like, uh, I can't think of nobody. Uh, <laughs> I don't care if you stepping in there with somebody that don't have as much experience or, you know, success in the, in the, in the industry like New Jack. You're still stepping in there with somebody who, who has did this more than you. You, bro, let alone you haven't even did this once. Maybe you was in your room and you wrestled your pillow or you did moves on your mama's furniture. You did wrestling moves in your bed. We all did that as kids. Let's just be real. Let's be real. We all did that as kids. But when it comes to actually stepping in a pro wrestling ring and you actually grappling, taking bumps, you ain't you you didn't have any experience within that. So I'm not sitting right here and saying that uh that uh I'm glad that the man died, but he the the after that night he learned a lesson. He learned a serious lesson. In reality, you can't just lie to get what you want. Cause lying could get you hurt. Lying can get you in trouble with the law, too. So, like I said, man. R.I.P. New Jack. That's got to be... When I seen that story, I was like, that's got to be one of the most craziest professional wrestling stories of all time. One of the most craziest. I just made a podcast about fans running up on wrestlers and stuff like that. My my opinion is this. If if they running up to attack a wrestler, if I'm running the company, if I'm personally running the company, and if you run up and you tack one of my stars, I'm giving my star all the permissions to beat the snot out of you. I don't care if he, I don't care if he at the bottom of the rankings or if he's, or if he's the highest paid athlete on my company. If you touch my star, I'm giving my star all the rights in the world to lay you out on the floor. I don't care. You don't go up and you just touch somebody like that. Let alone somebody in in that industry. Overall, you just don't go up there and do stuff like that. If I'm having a company, you want to get in? I need your age. 
I need everything. I need to know where you worked at. I need to know about all the information to, to, to get. I need to know everything. Your experience. Who trained you? Have you wrestled any other places before you came here? I need to know all of that. I don't want to sit out here and put a kid, somebody that's, that looks 25, but in reality is 16. Now they get pummeled. Now I got this big major pay-per-view coming up. And because I allowed a minor to get in the ring, I can't release that pay-per-view because you lying about your age. And now I got to fight to go get my pay-per-view back up on TV. Because you lying about your age and your experience. You see what y'all see what I mean now? Y'all see where I'm going with this? It just don't make no sense. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, guys, I'm gonna continue to keep up with this pro wrestling. Cause like I said, this is my this is I love to talk about pro wrestling. I love to. It is just it's amazing. It's it's number one up there of athletics that I like to talk about. Pro wrestling. But I hope y'all got something from this. If you ever thought about lying about your age or your experience to get somewhere in life, I hope this situation right here, because this situation actually happened. This is not me making it up. It's videos on the internet where you can find where he got pummeled. You can find the video right now to this day as we speak. You can go in Google and type in ECW mass transit situation and you can watch the video when blood was you can watch the video this actually happened these are real life stories that these stories that I'm bringing you from pro wrestling these are real stories these are not made up or these are things that actually happened and actually required law enforcement to get involved with these are real stories but I hope y'all learned something from this and like I said if you're thinking about learning not learn if you're thinking about lying about your age or your experience to get into a certain team or a certain company. I hope this make you think otherwise because it's not smart, it's literally the dumbest thing you can do ever. But you know who it is it's your boy Skinny Tulidi, and we out of here. <laughs>